it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's do it. It's time for another Colch Narrow Chat Tuesday Night Edition. I'm Jeremy, joined by Robbie, and we, we've got a lot to address and not a whole lot of time to address it, so let's dive right in, Robbie, with some quick hits. Um, inter- international break, Atletico return to action on Saturday against Sevilla, uh, coming off a couple disappointing results before the break. Uh, let's, let's start with, by talking about Koke. Uh, he's in the Spain starting 11 today against Portugal as Luis Enrique makes a bunch of changes following the Switzerland loss on Saturday. is going to break the game's record, Robbie, this coming weekend. He will make appearance number 554. And I want to see if we can do some quick reflections on Koke and his career and whether he is maybe the best player Atletico have ever had as he is set to make a historic appearance this coming weekend. Yeah, I guess um, I guess that, that term best player is... Um is not loaded but it's a, it's a it's a complicated one because if you're talking about just purely the very best you're looking at like maybe someone a little bit more explosive than him scored more goals um but in terms of importance to the team in terms of importance at one of the most in one of the most important teams um, or, or at one in in one of the most important eras, then definitely yeah he's got to be in the conversation. Just given his longevity too, I mean it, definitely uh, consideration has to be given to him. And um, when we talk about the very best players in in Atletico history, 
the last couple of seasons for him obviously haven't been great given the issues with the squad balance and the style of play, which we'll get to momentarily. But most appearances, most titles, uh, captain for several years, came up through the club's academy, born and bred in, in Vallecas before joining Atletico's academy at eight years old. Yeah, if it's not him, the list isn't very long. And I, and I think in, in terms of pure talent and explosiveness, ability and goals and assists, I mean, Koke's still got 100 assists for Atletico, which is among the top figures in club history. But, you know, he, he's not, he doesn't have Griezmann's goals or Aragonis's goals or Torres's goals, but he, he has been ever-present. He's been in all these, these really solid, sound teams in the last decade. He's been a starter for the very best teams Atletico have had uh, potentially in club history. So it's an interesting debate to have, and we want to know what you think. Uh, drop us a line on Into the Calderon on our Twitter account or on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash chat because I think it's a discussion worth having. Um, Koke, I, I think, is is underappreciated for all the records that, that he has or is going to have by the time he Retires, and I'm not sure his game has aged or is going to age particularly well. I think we're starting to see kind of the 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 finish line for Koke, especially at an elite level. But no doubting his importance over the many many years in this setup under Simeone. Yeah, and and, and when you say underrated, I mean I, I think um, the something that we probably don't give enough credit to. All players, I mean, making it to this level alone sure. is um, is is an amazing feat. I mean, think of the millions of people that play football, and these are the mm-hmm. these are the chosen ones, um, and the, the dedication, the effort, um, and and then like a guy goes through a poor run of form, and we're like, oh, he's useless, he's no good, ah, get rid of him, and you're looking <laughs> going, yeah, but like even even the very even the most mediocre players on La Liga clubs are absolutely amazing at what they do um, and, and and yeah like I mean and, and his longevity definitely needs to be taken into consideration just the fact that he stayed at the top for so long uh, under Simeone when 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 he probably had had opportunities to leave and and um, and things like that but but I also wonder and I fear that this might actually start to happen now a little bit with um with this athletical team is that he might uh, hurt his own legacy by, I mean, it's a difficult one because these guys are so confident that they're never just going to be like, yeah, listen, I'm kind of on the decline now, it's time for me to go. No, they're going to see out their contracts, they're going to take as many contracts as, as, as they can get, they're going to try to make as much money as they can work in, I mean, a football career is short, mm-hmm. um, so they're not going to just uh, voluntarily stop playing. But uh, I, I do wonder, like, I mean, what, what's going to happen with this Atletico team as they start to get a little bit older? Um, I mean, Simeone's loyalty towards his players is well done documented he said it on numerous occasions once you're once you're in my family or once you're with me you're in my family and, and that's all that matters to me and I think um, there has been times when Simeone probably would have been probably correct to drop Koke but didn't because of what he offers the team in terms of leadership and and, and uh, the history that they share but um, yeah I just wonder where we're going to go from here in terms of uh, um of a, a number of these players and and what happens as the era kind of starts to come to an end, you know? And, and at some point, they are going to miss the Champions League. At some point, they're going to have a season where they finish fifth. 
And then I think the dominoes are really going to start to fall. It could happen as soon as, you know, the end of this season. The recent reporting that Miguel Angel Gil wants to sell his shares. He's exploring getting out of the club, which would mean Atletico will be under ownership other than the Heel family for the first time since the 1980s. Uh, and that remains to be seen what it means for, for Simeone, whose contract is up in 2024. Koke's contract is up in 2024. You, you get the sense these two have been together so long that the captain is very much going to go down with the ship. So we'll, we'll see. Um, the start to this season has not been overly encouraging, Robbie. I think you and I agree on that. Uh, the losses before the international break in Germany and to Real Madrid in the derby, uh, the very controversial derby for everything that happened off the pitch, uh, which we talked about last week when Danny Segura was on the show. Um, it, it's not looking great. And part of that is because the squad is still not properly balanced. There was reporting this morning from Ruben Aria in goal. Uh, saying that Letico are aware that the squad has issues, that uh, not everything was addressed properly over the summer, and they will have to go to the market uh, in winter. A report in Marca on Monday said Andre Berta is already looking for a new central defender to sign next summer ahead of the 2023-24 season. Um, I think awareness of the issue is, is good, Robbie, but the issues actually have to be addressed. And for a couple of seasons now, the club has not shown that they're willing to address these issues to keep Atletico competitive at the very top of the game. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that that's a problem, though, and I uh, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into this because we haven't we haven't actually spoken in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, as far as I I can see it, it, to me it looks like Simeone is a little bit jaded. Yeah, um, there's also that. Yeah, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like the guy who 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 okay, broke onto the scene six years ago and egging the team on and stuff like that. Even he looks a little bit tired, and um, and I just wonder. Uh, I mean, they've okay. They haven't necessarily bought him the players that he might like. Every manager would always want better players. They're always going to fight their corner in terms of. In terms of uh, in terms of improving their squad, but at the same time, they're not necessarily as bad as a lot of the football we've seen over the last year and nearly a half now. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean the the Joe Felix thing is just like a like a a, a specter haunting the 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 one the Civitas Metropolitano. <laughs> yeah, I mean that just. That just that just I mean the vibes aren't good, and um, and yeah I don't think I don't think uh, Diego Simeone is going to just walk out on a contract that's paying him a lot of money, um, and it's going to take a lot of money maybe to get rid of him. They, they don't want it probably to get nasty in terms of having to fire him and stuff like that because of his status at the club. But for the first time, um, I actually saw um, in, in English. This is a uh, Graham Hunter wrote a piece. Yeah, he did. Kind of calling out for the, and that was the first time I'd seen it really like um, someone saying like this is just not good enough and um, because it does feel like there's a kind of a protective cloak around Simeone there a little bit which is understandable too given his status and I wouldn't mind it came after a Real Madrid performance that I didn't actually think was as bad as it now the, the night was stained by by the horrible stuff that happened off the field, yeah. and some of the stuff that led 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 up to the game just just disgraceful, despicable. So football kind of took a back seat, but I actually didn't think it let it go that bad. I agree. Um, now, now having said that, 
and 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 I I've got a column coming out at the end of the week talking about this. Then the the, the glass half full say um, part says they weren't that bad. Atletico look good, all that good stuff. The glass half empty says Real Madrid were realistically only really in second gear, and I feel like they just wanted to get in, get the job done, and get out. And that's what they did. Um, but yeah, overall, I don't think it was actually the worst night <laughs> watching Atletico at all. Um, I mean, Madrid had a two nil. They had a two nil lead for most of it, and that that conditioned how Ancelotti set that set the team up for the second half. Atletico were able to have possession and were able to go at Madrid or have have a go at them. They ended up with fifty five percent of the ball, which is rare for a derby. But uh, even still, you know, they got a late goal at the end, a consolation, and Madrid were still deserving winners, despite Atletico's not-so-bad performance, especially in the second half. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No, and it was a moral victory. I'm not saying Atletico deserved to win. They were beaten by a better team, and mm-hmm. Atlet- Real Madrid are a, better, are a better team than Atletico right now, and there's absolutely no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, they, play, they play that game 100 times, and, and Real Madrid probably win 90, 90 of those games. Um, but, but I just think in terms of... In terms of the... the actually, and you know what I actually think was the secret? It was Griezmann, basically. He is the best player in that team. And he makes them. He makes them look different, and um, maybe not as productive as you might like all the time. But he's just so lively, and he, he kind of gets what is needed. And he's got that kind of change of gear that he can that he can do something like he he stung he stung Courtois' palms at one stage in the first half, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, okay this, this, there's a chance of a goal here when he's on the field. Whereas sometimes you watch it with with some of the other players on the, on the pitch, and you're like. No, this is just not happening. We could be here for the next six hours. It's not happening with Griezmann. You always feel like there's a possibility, and uh, I think Simeone just kind of accepted that, and he knows that he has to start him now. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that and the contract and stuff, but um, but yeah, all in all, like I mean, definitely not the worst performance we've seen from Atletico recently. I think the Griezmann and Joao Felix uh, situations are worth discussing briefly. Uh, Griezmann has probably been their best forward so far this season. Um, I would think Correa also has an argument, but Correa's playing time has been kind of up and down like it was last year. Uh, Correa has been really impactful whenever he's been on the pitch, and Simeone needs to find ways to get him on the pitch more frequently. But, you know, Cholo made a big call starting him in the derby, uh, going against the, the edict from the club saying, don't start him until we have this negotiation complete with Barca to reduce the buyout or not the buyout to reduce the purchase obligation reports have said that they're working on it that it could end up being around 20 to 25 million which is probably 
more in line with Griezmann's market value, given he's in his 30s now. But I thought he played really well in the Derby. Um, he had like 80 to 90 touches, a lot of movement between the lines, a lot of, lot of activity. Even though most of it went for naught, I thought Griezmann was one of the few players throughout the game, not just in the second half, who... Uh, could go home feeling pretty good individually about that performance, though the team didn't win. Uh, Griezmann has, he's impressed me so far this season because I wrote, what, four months ago that he was basically finished and then Atletico needed to return him to Barcelona. But, you know, if he agrees another, he agreed another salary reduction, the club is trying to get him to reduce it further. Uh, and if they agree new terms with Barca, then, you know, fine. He he, he will be more than welcome to stay. Um, but I, I think that, Right now, he is Atletico's best presence between the lines. After the, the loss in Germany to Leverkusen, Simeone said that uh, when Griezmann's on the pitch, the team plays better. I don't think right now you can say the same for Joao Felix, Robbie, who is staring down an 800-minute goal drought, hasn't scored since April uh, in a win over now-relegated Alaves. It, it's, we're now into f- the fourth season of the Joao Felix experiment, and... Jeez, how much, how much longer can this go? When will it get to a point where it's either Joao Felix or Simeone? It's one or the other. I think we're getting pretty close to that point now. I think we are getting pretty close, yeah. And I just wonder, um, like I said earlier, Simeone to me looks like a guy who's just tired. Um, he, he, he Maybe he's accepted that he's taken this team as far as it will go. Um, we've discussed at length about uh, how you motivate n- new players when they come in it's not the same as the first group he had with Diego Costa Philippe Luis Godin these guys who had never won anything basically in their life and all of a sudden they're coming in like and they're just desperate to win something Joe Felix came in as a 126 million euro striker um, and you've got players that want to play more um, and then obviously you've got the thing about teams sitting back against them so I just wonder is, is there a realisation here that Simeone has uh, has taken his team as far as he can and um, the yeah we're four years in I mean I don't think all the blame can be put on, at the door of, of Diego Simeone I think Joe Felix has to kind of shoulder some of it but it's just it's just so um, and, and this is something he has to fix going forward himself playing and, and I'm sure it will if he was on a, a team like Manchester City getting the ball facing forward running at players running at teams and um, uh, uh, his teammates moving in order to create space for him having loads of the ball he needs that getting touches in the area but but something that Joe Felix needs it, it's so stop start it's so frustrating to watch him because you see him and he um, he he gets the ball with his back to goal and then he's just waiting for contact he doesn't even he doesn't even want to carry on with the ball mm-hmm. he, he wants to be he wants to go down and I know he's being fouled a lot of the time and there's nothing he can do about it when he actually gets chopped down but like there's times when he's just like I have no other way out here so I'm just gonna hit the ground here and get it free and uh, it's frustrating because like and, and I know Messi is just like a different breed, a different <laughs> a different animal altogether, but like you look at Messi, like he was all that mattered was the ball and beating the man and get and moving the ball closer to goal so he could score. And that was all that mattered to him. 
and he, he'd be getting kicked and, and I know it's hard and you have to kind of protect yourself and at the end of the day it's um, not everyone can, can take that kind of a kick in and, and keep playing until they're 35 or 6 but at some point Joe Felix has to accept that like this is kind of part of the game and if I'm if I'm a 126 million euro player I have to expect a little bit of this and I have to just keep my keep keep pushing forward um, and, and but yeah it's very very frustrating to watch him playing because of all the fouls which are legitimate but also because he then looks for contact because he he gets the ball and, and he, he tries to turn and there's no one there and he's swallowed up and he and then it's gone and he's only getting 10, 12, 15 to 10 touches in a half so you're like this just isn't this isn't what we what we thought we were going to get with Joe Felix four years in now he's 22 and it's just uh, yeah so it's not working and we can keep lying and denying it and, and ignoring it and pretending that oh this is it and this is it no we have too many false dawns uh, too many long stretches without goals without assists and he just doesn't look like a happy player he's frustrated he's yeah, it's just not, not good whatsoever. Yeah, and he also played hurt in the derby after an early uh, tackle by Danny Carvajal that prompted his exit around the hour mark, and he went straight down the tunnel, which is also not a good look for him. I, I think there's still some maturity issues to work out. Uh, a lot was expected of him at a very young age. Uh, he made the move when he was 18. He probably could have waited another year to make that move. But I've said this before. If you wait an extra year to sign him, Manchester City beat you to him, you know. And the fear within the club is that if you sell him now, like, he's going to go to Man City or he's going to go to Man United or Bayern Munich or wherever and just explode and become the Ballon d'Or candidate he's been tipped to become for years now. And that is the last thing Atletico want. Um, and there is no easy solution. He's too isolated. He plays 40 yards from goal where too far from where he can do any real damage. He gets fouled four, five, six times a game. He's had ankle problems in the past. It's frustrating because he's probably the most instinctive and naturally talented and skilled player on this team. And they say Simeone still can't get the best from him. He can't get the best from it's from himself. Uh, we thought he kind of turned a corner the second half of last season, but then he got hurt again, and he still hasn't scored in five months. Um, and he's on the bench for Portugal today as they play Spain. Um, speaking of Spain, this is the last thing I really wanted to talk about today, Robbie. The controversy between the Spanish Federation and Spain's women's team, where 15 of the top female players in the country are refusing to play for the national team. What's the reaction been like in Spain to this story, Robbie? Um What's the timeline been like, and where are we at now? Yeah, it's kind of strange. I mean, it's um, it's it was a one of there was a little bit of confusion, I think, at the start because I, I think people weren't really sure exactly what was going on. There was there was obviously reports that um, the players weren't happy, and this has been going on for a while now, um, and the players weren't happy, but we weren't sure really why. Uh, and they had said that they weren't asking him to be sacked. They were just saying that they weren't happy, and mm-hmm. kind of it was all a little bit up in the air. And then obviously that they they what happened happened. They announced that they that they wouldn't be playing, or that they yeah they were wouldn't be playing, and that um, Spanish Federation said that they wouldn't be picking them. And um, so, but but then it's it it's starting to come to light now in terms of what um uh. It was or is was going on there, and it was just kind of a basically a control thing with 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 the coach, um, and 
I think that it's a little bit of it's a kind of a strange one because here in Spain women's football is huge and it was huge even before it started getting big in England and and, and, and other places it, and it, it didn't and I, and I it didn't it felt like it was um huge not in a way like oh we should be supporting this it's because it's it's uh, we're 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 we want to develop it was because it was good and it was it was it was a, a product all on its own and um and it was a great um like Rio Vallecano team was excellent for years and they had like heroes uh, of women playing in those teams and it was a, it was a big deal so but then now there's that side of things but then at the same time there's also um there's also stories that about Rio's team, for example, they don't have a physio and, and things like that, right. and 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 so 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 it still is in many ways still in the in the dark ages. Uh, so so I think it was kind of a, a mix a mixed reaction here in that it was kind of like oh well well what's new, but also given the status of Spain's women's team, it was like this can't possibly uh, continue. So. I don't know what exactly the the, the, the solution here is because the Spanish Federation have, have dug their heels in and they said, no, you won't be. But then at the same time, what's come to light about the control and, 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 and uh, management going through the players' bags when they went out shopping and they, he had to make sure they were in the room. It's, it's a very kind of a master subject kind of a of a, of a, rela- of a situation there, which obviously isn't good. Um, given the fact that, firstly, the fact that it's just not good for any team environment to be like that and lack of trust and stuff like that, but given the fact that the that it's a women's team too, and, and there's a man coming in, kind of almost uh, I don't know what the word is like, uh, almost um, uh, an abusive kind of a of a, of a relationship there in that no zero trust and. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really strange one, and I, I don't as I said, I don't really know what's going to happen in the long run here. Uh, the federation has made it clear that they'll select youth players if they they're forced to, quote unquote. But yeah, it's a really bad situation, really in in any sport in any setup. Um, these are things that you don't want to hear. These are things that you don't want to see happen. And I I really sympathize and empathize with these fifteen players who, you know, took a pretty brave stance here. Uh, Lola Gallardo was among them. Uh, the Atletico Feminino goalkeeper, the reigning Ballon d'Or winner, Alexia Poteas, is also among them. She missed out on the last Euros through injury. Uh, the Federation's made it clear they're not sacking the coach, Jorge Vilda. So, yeah, who's to say where this really goes? Uh, I think both sides are really digging their heels in. Uh, it, it was really uncomfortable to, to hear about and to read about, but I, I think we have a responsibility to talk about it um, because th- these are issues everywhere, you know, and, and the women's game in many aspects, uh, institutional aspects, uh, it's systemic, the reasons why it lags behind the men's game. I mean, the first weekend of the new uh, league, uh, is not the sponsor anymore, but the first week of the new league season, the referees went on strike. Uh, there was a, there were worries that a television deal wasn't going to get worked out. Um, so the, the issues are systemic and they're, it's a long-term view to solving them when, when it really shouldn't, you know, the, the men's and, and the, the women's game should not be this far behind the men's game. You know, it's, we, we can talk about equality, we can talk about integrity, but when it really comes down to it, 
we don't see a whole lot of that when the, the Feminas play, when, when Spain's women's teams play versus when La Liga teams play, when the Spain's um, men's team plays. The exposure is different. The, the, finan- the finances are different. It, it's, it's tough, and there's no easy solution either. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens, right? Exactly, yeah, and, and I mean that. But at the same time, I, I, I like. I mean, no, no, and and, and you're right that that we, we do need to talk to it. But women's women's football has taken has taken a a massive leap in in the last even year now. But like, and it's and 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 to be honest, with you, I I, I prefer, and obviously there was work done by countless women and men, um, in order to 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 force um that issue a little bit at the start but now it's become its own thing and like i said like in spain it's not like oh this is something we should be doing it's just like this is just good football and mm. i and, and i prefer when it's like that rather than something that we you know and, and i mean and i, and I think uh, yeah like and, and i but it, it also like it shouldn't even be compared to and i understand that, that we're, we're talking about kind of um directly comparable things obviously they have to be compared but I don't even like comparing it to, because women's football is its own thing it's got a great uh, following it's got a great some great writers mm-hmm. um, great reporters and I, 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 I personally don't really speak much about it because I don't watch enough of it um, and I feel like I just don't want to be bandwagoning on top of, of, of something that I don't know enough about and there's plenty of people um who know more than me about? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, so yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I think I think it's um, in the long run, you'd hope that Spanish women's football team will will be fine. And I mean, yeah, the fact that we know their names and their 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 and we watch so much of the of the international tournaments gone by and catch whatever La Liga games you do is a massive is a massive um, sign of progress and I think that uh, yeah it's um, I think women's football will be fine regardless of, of, of what happens here in Spain with, with this situation right now in, in the US the women's team has been better than the men's team like my entire life <laughs> years and years the women's team has just been yeah. battering everybody they play um, yeah and 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 I and I get that same kind of excitement I do before a massive game when oh, yeah. Spain were playing. I, I do like and it's like uh, yeah, and you know a lot of the players and and you know and it'll take a while for that to fully develop into 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 like what's what. But yeah, like I mean, it's it's definitely coming on, and I think uh, I think the the signs are really really good for for the future. Well, we are going to leave it there for today. This was a pretty impressive show, man. We got through like everything I had in my notes in like 27 minutes. That's solid. Nice one. Uh, nice one. I was uh, I was actually worried I was eating. I've got a kind of a sore throat and I was eating um like I don't know what, I don't know what you guys call them in America, but they're like caramellos here in Spain. They're um sweets, cough sweets, cough, cough. Oh, like uh, like lozenges, cough, cough, cough drops. Lozenges, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna call it cough candy, or cough drop. <laughs> so, so, uh, so caramellos, and I was eating caramellos during the show just because so, so my throat didn't get dry. But um, when I was wondering also before, like, why do they call them caramellos? They're clearly not caramel; they're mint. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's uh, so yeah, that's the only thing we didn't cover today as well. <laughs> I didn't get to mention it at the end. Why are they called caramellos? <laughs> <laughs> and like here we have them in all kinds of different flavors. 
um, and lozenges, cough drops. Uh, Re- Ricola is the big brand or one of the big brands. But yeah, uh, I, I got a I got I got a COVID booster yesterday, and my left arm is just killing me. <laughs> and I'm, so I have to. Right. In like twenty four hours, it'll be fine. But like, yeah, and I've got some fatigue and a little bit of a headache. So this is a good place to leave it. We'll put a bookmark here. Robbie, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. I appreciate it as ever. Absolutely no problem. And 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 coming up to the after the next international break and coming up to the World Cup we'll be doing this a lot more often I'm oh, yeah. a little bit busy recent weeks so uh, yeah we'll, we'll continue this conversation soon yeah you know it on Thursday I will be back uh, with Alan Feely we're going to preview the Sevilla Atletico game on Saturday night at the P1 uh, but in the meantime thank you all for listening and for your continued support on Into the Calderon on Spotify on Patreon you guys rock we really appreciate it and I'll be back soon uh, Robbie you and I will be breaking down the Sevilla game um, at, at at some point, as soon as soon as it ends, pretty much, because there are games every three days after this. Um, it, it's gonna be crazy for between now and the World Cup. We gotta just crack those knuckles and get to work. You actually cracked your knuckles there. I, I did. You. <laughs> you caught it. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, we're we're, we're 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 real ones here on the <laughs> on the culture <Cogenera> chat. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, in the meantime, thank you all for listening, and we will be back uh, really before you know it. Thanks again. Adios.